Frank Schwab, national columnist, Yahoo.com. He's standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. Uh, we'll get to Lamar and his deal in a moment, but uh, what stood out to you last night outside of uh, the Aaron Rodgers-esque Will Levis green room watch? Ooh, that was hard. I mean, that was really hard to watch. Mm. Uh, it was a very interesting draft. I, I mean, I, I think I'm, I, I, I assume we're going to talk about the Lions here in a little bit. I was one of the people who wasn't so high in what they did, loved what Arizona did, moving down. I mean, basically, they won a Paris Johnson at number three. It was a little bit too high for him, so they moved down what amounts to three spots and picks up a first first round pick in next year's draft that could end up being as high as number one overall. The Texans aren't going to be any good. So I didn't really like what the Texans did. I thought the Colts, I, I respect them swinging big at quarterback, the staying at four, getting a guy who has an immense ceiling in Anthony Richardson. Really like that. Um, it was interesting to see some of the receivers drop, although then they started going one after another after another. That was really interesting. And just, you know, I mean, it just it wasn't a great draft. It really wasn't. I don't think there's a lot of difference makers in this draft, but like usual, we end up with a lot of interesting storylines out of it. Uh, you said you didn't like what the Lions did, and there's been mixed feelings here in Michigan with the fans at our draft watch party with Herman Moore last night and Devin Gardner, the former Michigan football player. Uh, but the more I kind of look at it, let it sink in, understanding that they needed a home run threat on offense, especially losing Jamison Williams for the first six games, another guy that subbed 4 4 40. I think that offense needed some explosiveness. Even if Jamison Williams was still there, they needed more. And then, you know, the Campbell pick at middle linebacker where, okay, the lateral speed is a question. Uh, I guess that's a wait and see. But uh, where were you at and why you didn't like it, Frank? Yeah, just positional value. I, I, I look at Gibbs with number 12 as being an undersized running back. who He fills a role, and you might be right. He might be that home run hitter out of the backfield. But that's a big projection. I, not many guys in the NFL can can just be that guy, really. I mean, Chris Johnson, like I mean, that kind of a player. He was. It's it's just hard. If I'm drafting a running back number twelve, better be an every down guy. Better be Bijan Robinson. I mean, a, a guy like that. And it, running back didn't seem to be a need to me for the Lions. They they spent fairly big on, on David Montgomery. I mean, at least as far as running backs go. DeAndre Swift, I don't know what he did, but he is so man that Dave moved on from him, obviously. So I don't I, I would have stuck with Montgomery Swift and then added a different you know, a difference maker. they just came they came in I mean, they came in multiple picks, including a six pick, and then they get out of that without a true impact guy. Like I, I don't think Jack Campbell is that guy. We've learned by now the two the two positions that I think have been devalued the most in the NFL are running back an off-ball linebacker. And that's what the Lions came out of here with the, the top eight, two top 18 picks. Not a guy who's really going to push him over the hump. And so, Jack Campbell might be a really nice, solid player, but I don't, if I'm drafting, like just like I said, of a running back in Bijan, if I'm drafting an off-ball linebacker at 18 or anywhere in the first round, you better be a Luke Keekley type who is really, truly a difference maker. And those guys are rare. I, I just didn't like either pick. I, not that these guys, look, the first-round NFL players. They're not bad. They're, I mean, they're going to help the Lions. I just think the Lions could have allocated their resources a little bit better in this case and, and gotten more impact out of having two top 18 picks in this draft. Who are you surprised that is still available going into the second round tonight? Uh, beyond uh, Levis, the Kentucky QB, who, who maybe is it surprising, shocking, 
that this player or multiple players are still available starting the second round of the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, we got to the end of the first round, and I, I, I had to uh, literally double-check. I was like, Joey Porter Jr. wasn't drafted. I liked him a lot coming out of Penn State. I thought he really does a lot of good things. Wouldn't surprise me at all if he's Pittsburgh Steelers' first pick off the board to, to start the second round. I could see that happening. And then it was weird to see some of the tight ends go out of the first round. Only one got drafted, Dalton Kincaid, really late by the Bills. I like Mike, uh, Michael Mayer out of uh, Notre Dame, really, really good player. Darnell Washington out of Georgia, super interesting. Some of these other guys, I just thought, I really did think that, that uh, two or three tight ends would be drafted in the first round and higher. So it's surprising to me that only one got drafted. But I think what happened was it's almost like this is a really deep position. We can wait. We can get a Laporta later in the third round or whatever. So almost the depth of the tight end position almost worked against these top guys because we're just kind of all waiting there. Uh, other than that, yeah, Levis is the obvious one. Levis was it was really surprising to see him fall out of the first round completely, even if I didn't like him as a player. I really don't like him as a prospect that much. I mean, when I woke up Thursday morning, this guy was the betting favorite to go second overall. To have him fall completely out of first round was shocking. I, I didn't see that coming. Only anybody did. So, yeah, those are some of the names where you, where you start to think, like, you know, there's, there's going to be some pretty good value here for teams in the second round. You know, it's interesting when you look at Levis now, unless a Steelers trade out of it, starting the second round tonight at 32, don't need a quarterback. Cardinals don't need a quarterback. Lions don't need a quarterback. They could get squirrely and take him there, seeing value. Uh, Colts, would they take another quarterback and have two to choose from? I doubt it. Rams, that might be the spot at 36. They might be able to select their quarterback of the future, possibly, right? Yeah, that, that's a, that's one that makes the most sense to me. I mean, you look at a, a guy with really yeah, a lot of talent, a lot of physical talent, but he probably needs some development. Well, you could go with a really, really good head coach. You're not going to be forced to start right away because that's Matthew Stafford's job for at least the next year. But Stafford's 35 now. Obviously, we, as you guys know out there, has the health concerns now. So it almost seems like a great opportunity without spending a lot of draft capital to get a, a, a good high-ceiling quarterback. Uh, so I would like that for them. The Titans need a quarterback. I mean, I know that they're not drafting, I believe, 10th in the second round. But if he falls to them, I don't know how you keep passing. I, I, who's your quarterback of the future? I, Malik Willis really didn't do it for anybody last year. And, you know, if he develops into something great, like you got two quarterbacks then. I, but they need to figure that out. I do think that the Lions and Seahawks are interesting because they're both kind of the same where they have a veteran who nobody truly honestly believes is a really high ceiling vet, obviously, but doing pretty well. But I mean, certainly they're not they're not upset with who they have right now, whether it's golf or Geno. But you think about it, it's a perfect situation to draft a developmental guy, sit behind a veteran. No chance that they're gonna be, you know, looking over their shoulders. Geno and and Goff know they're starting this year, very least, probably a couple of years. Levis can develop on his own time, be ready when when they really need him. And Seattle and Detroit had so many extra picks because of trading their quarterbacks away. I mean, Stafford for the Lions, Russell Wilson for the Seahawks, that you have these kind of surplus picks that you could use one on a quarterback of the future. It would not surprise me if either team took that leap in this round. But, yeah, you start to do it. You start. You say, well, okay, the Rams will make that jump. And then there are reports that they really are looking for guys more down the board. If the Titans, who already passed on him, they don't do it. If the Seahawks, you're starting to say, how far is this guy going to drop? Could he fall out of second round? I it's it's shocking to think that, but it was shocking to think he could fall out of the first round, so who knows? Maybe the Packers. 
will move up. They got a couple of second rounders, and they'll have a Levis in case Jordan Love doesn't work out with no Rodgers now. It will be interesting. Speaking of NFL QBs, before I let you go, your thoughts on Lamar. He held his ground. Uh, he got the $180 million plus guaranteed, didn't need the 3% to an agent, gave the $7 million plus to his mother. You knew with the Odell Beckham Jr. sign, and I didn't think uh, Lamar was going anywhere. Yeah, and more than that, it was probably a Jalen Hurts signing where there's a new bar set for the uh, quarterbacks, and everybody can swallow a little bit of pride and say, you know what, uh, Jalen Hurts and Lamar are pretty comparable players. Lamar's won an MVP, Jalen Hurts finished second. You know, Jalen's been a great player, so is Lamar. Drafted about the same. I mean, Lamar, the last pick of the first round, Jalen Hurts in the second. So you can say, look, this is, this is the deal Jalen got. Highest paid quarterback of all time. We'll add a few zeros, or you know, we'll add a little bit on the end to make you the highest paid quarterback of all time. Give you this percentage of guaranteed money. It's a win win for everybody. Lamar didn't get any offers anywhere else. Not like he had any other options. So I mean, would would adding? I saw the argument made. Mike Tanyero, longtime NFL writer, was making this argument. It's true. If Lamar had an agent. Would he have gotten this deal earlier? Would he have not been playing under a, a rookie deal that was really, really undervalued for him? Yeah, probably. So everybody's celebrating that he saved the $7 million on the agent fees when he could have made that up by getting this deal earlier. But whatever. He gets to the point now where he got a great deal. Like you, you talk about it, the job. Like you, you know, talking about giving that extra money to his mom. That's beautiful. That, that's awesome. I'm just glad this worked out with an organization that really, really wants him. The Ravens never... They never said, we don't want Lamar. We're looking in other places. They just didn't want to give him the Deshaun Watson deal. And now that they haven't, I think everybody's happy. I think the Ravens are the one place that really understands who Lamar Jackson is as a player and get the most out of him. So I'm happy that we can kind of get beyond this and start talking about Lamar Jackson as a football player again because he's really special, one of my favorite guys to watch in the league. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com national columnist when it comes to the National Football League. Uh, appreciate your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Absolutely, I appreciate it.